Welcome in to the December 7th, 2023 Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller here. Thanks for joining us. The reason I say that is that on December 7th, 1941, if we were around back then, we would be remembering this day as an akin to the Twin Towers that we remember 9-11 for those of you even who were alive then and have memory of it. This is the day that Japanese bombers attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, killing 2,400 people. It's been memorialized since, obviously, and yet, sadly, too many of us, myself even included, just slip past this day without a memory or an attachment of what really happened there. I actually have a distant cousin. He's not. He's down a different branch, but he has the same last name as my middle name, so there is a family connection. He was the first airplane off the ground for the United States, obviously, and uh, was decorated for it and went on to a brilliant naval career, including Joint Chiefs of Staff for a few years. But that said, I have heard enough. <laughs> I am declaring... Like Popeye said, that's all I can stand, I can't stand no more. How many of us are going through challenges right now? Typically on this podcast, as you know, I mean, we always approach it from the book has two covers, the coin has two sides, but we usually try to stay on the positive side, and occasionally, like today, especially if you're a fairly new listener, we dip our toe into and acknowledge the shadows, and never doing so without obviously finding the other side. But I'm hearing of a lot of people that are just going through a lot of thick pea soup right now. And I gotta say, I mean, very out of nowhere, unexpectedly, it's hit me hard since the beginning of this week. So we go to the chart and we just observe. Are there some subtleties, perhaps, that is creating this energy that's around us? And I would say, yes, there are a few things. Number one, if the challenges have appeared recently, Neptune is at full power. Still in the station period, it is now direct. Saturn, obviously, now moving into Pisces. It's in full motion. Pluto in full motion. Jupiter doesn't turn direct until the end of the year and then Neptune next year, so they're still in retrograde. But there is a lot of energy now that wasn't there just a month ago. In fact, having Neptune at its strongest, Saturn and Pluto pedaling forward would have sent ancient astrologers back into their caves. Obviously, they didn't really look at it so much as two sides of the coin. They looked at it as mostly one side and a wee little bit of another. And then the longer game contribution to this, too, that still is there, that's the Mars-Sun conjunction in another fire sign, Sagittarius. I say another because I'm not discounting the fact that Mars rules in ancient astrology, Scorpio, and right before that, those two were together in Libra, conjunct the South Node. So that whole dynamic is still very hot, very present in the sky and in our lives. And I'm sure those of you who follow the asteroids and the fixed stars could also contribute to that conversation. But we have at least a case that, yes, there is significant planetary influence over our heads, as above, so below, that things here could definitely be tense. And then, of course, you'd have to just look at your own chart, put the transits up, and see where trigger points might be existing. And this brings us back to the moon, because as we've talked about this Steve Forrest technique that is in the Book of the Moon that we'll be 
hopefully finishing soon. (laughs) It's so long, but a lot of great stuff. And I'm working my way through the eight phases of the moon. And I'll tell you, he hit mine spot right between the eyes. And as we've said, with these lunar transitions from sign to sign, and as it goes void, of course, Pluto, as the last aspect in some form, whatever the aspect is of that particular transit, is, let's say, three out of four times. So like now, Moon is in Libra. Next aspect before it goes void, of course, on Friday, square to Pluto. Last aspect when it moved into Libra was a trine to Pluto. And then whenever it changes signs, there's Saturn sitting right there at one degree Pisces. So it hits that first. So Pluto on the way out of the previous sign, Saturn on the way in. I mean, that's every two and a half days is shaking our lives. Then if you think about the rhythm of that, because the sun and Mars are nine degrees and 15 degrees in the middle of that lunar transit of about two and a half days, boom, sun Mars aspect with the moon. No rest for the weary, right? and often conflict with that Sun-Mars. Let's find a couple of positives here. So coping skill, first of all, realize there's tension in the air. You could use that lunar technique. I didn't the other day, and I wish I had of, oh, Lord, did I ever eat mud pie on that one. Uh, Basically, you look at the last aspect before the moon goes void, of course, every time it transits to a new sign, and see if that's a positive or an easy aspect or if it's a tense aspect like this upcoming next one on Friday, the square with Pluto. If it's tense like that, things that you do inside that transit could be influenced, could. Now, this is a minor little minor technique, but Steve gave a couple of examples that were not minor. One was 9-11, happened during a void, of course, and then we mentioned that a minute ago, and then the Apollo 11 mission where... They had to manually steer the lunar lander down and almost ran out of fuel. That mission was launched during a square to Neptune. Things worked out okay. They got back all right, but it was sure tense there for a few minutes and not without its potential life-threatening challenges. So, bottom line, you could use that as a technique if you wanted to and if you were able to. A lot of times we're just not able to. But certainly right now, deflect until otherwise, and it runs all the way through December. And Mercury goes into retrograde, so the holidays are going to be interesting. So it's just, this is a time for us to experience Zen like maybe we never have before. So you up your Zen game. And then think of the sign of Pisces, 30 degrees in a sign, right? So think of parentheses. Saturn is the open parentheses, Neptune is the closed parentheses, and in between is everything involved with the sign of Pisces. So that is Neptune. Also Jupiter. Jupiter ruled it in ancient astrology until they discovered Neptune. That's the twelfth house. That's the duality of two fishes pulling in opposite directions. That's Pisces and Neptune's signature of confusion. So realize that communication that could turn into conflict might be rooted just in confusion. Sides aren't clear what the other's position is. Maybe to you it's crystal clear. Maybe to the other side it's not. Hence conflict. Maybe Saturn is doing some karmic work, as we talk about in the Old Soul, New Soul, in the Saturn through Pisces series, which is alive and well because after retrograde we're starting over at the beginning again. So to offset that, to be on your highest game, you want your spiritual antenna at its finest. And this is a time of year, obviously, that culturally the antenna gets dulled up a lot. 
then you'll have to choose, obviously, where you want to be on that time spectrum. Is it worth it, or is it better to keep the antenna clean? Depends on what the payoffs are and where you are in your own timeline and your journey, right? Okay, have a good one. I'll be back for a little quick episode tomorrow. We're going to just set up that moon change, and then Venus is opposite Jupiter on Saturday. We'll get all that done tomorrow and then send you off for the weekend. Have a good day. Love you. Bye-bye.